Hey, it's Jay here and welcome to the final installment of my training series. In this episode, we're going to look at the five best strategies in your training, starting with number one, which is setting yourself non-negotiables. When it comes to your training, we know that in order to see the results that we want, we need to be in this game for as long as possible. What affects progress is not missing a gym session, it's when we stop training for weeks on end completely. This is why we need to look at setting ourselves a minimum effective dose of training and make a commitment to a non-negotiable to hit it. What we mean when we say minimum effective dose is the minimum amount of something required to get the effects you desire. When it comes to your training, that will always be different to the individual, but for me, that dose is three training sessions a week. One push session, which is chess, shoulders, triceps, one pull session, back, biceps, and traps, and one leg session, quads, hamstrings, glutes, and calves. I know that if I keep with my non-negotiables of hitting at least three sessions per week, I'll maintain my body and keep my mental health in a positive state. What I want you to do is think about your own non-negotiables and what you're going to set for yourself. My recommendation is to do no less than two, but no more than four. And it's much better to set three a week and hit four than to set four and only manage three. So number one of my best training strategies is to commit to weekly non-negotiables with your training. Moving on to number two of my training strategies, and that's to find yourself a training partner. Now, I have trained for many years on my own, but when I was competing, I trained with a gym partner. The difference in my training and output when I had a partner was incredible. You turn up more at the gym because you don't want to let the other person down, and you push a lot harder with the weights, especially if that partner is matched in strength. It's not easy to find a training partner, but if you're struggling with your training at the moment, it can be a complete game changer for your progress. So number two of my best training strategies is to find a gym partner to train with. Number three on my training strategies list is to follow a plan. This very much adds to what I was saying with my gym training mistakes, and that's if you follow a plan, you'll lift more volume in your exercises and make more progress. Another thing that following a plan does is it will force you to hit things that you might skip if you were just to go to the gym without a plan and do your own thing. You'd probably skip those extra sets of squats, and I don't see many people go to the gym without a plan and do walk-in lunges and Bulgarian split squats. Everyone hates them and it wouldn't even cross my mind to do them if I didn't have them written out in front of me to do so. So number three of the best training strategies is to follow a plan. Number four on my list of training strategies is to set goals for your training other than your scale weight. When it comes to a lot of people's training and going to the gym, the outcome most people are looking for is to reduce their weight on the scale. This can be a terrible thought process because you then associate going to the gym with the weekly progress of the scale. And if that scale produces a negative result, which it will eventually as your weight tends to naturally fluctuate, this might actually demotivate you from going to the gym. You need to associate going to the gym with feeling good as well as looking good and using the gym as a tool to improve your mental health. But another important thing to do with your training is to set yourself some goals that go beyond your scale weight. My recommendations for these should be based on two things, time and strength. 
Time-based goals can be a great one to set as you're more focused on performance than looks. A great time-based goal is to set yourself a target 5K time or make a commitment to hit a certain distance with your running each month. Having a time-based goal can be a great thing to work towards and might even help with your fat loss-based goal in the long run too. A strength-based goal is also another great thing to set for yourself as once again, you're focused on performance over looks. This is one of the reasons that a lot of bodybuilders switch to powerlifting in their off-seasons so they can focus on the strength-based increases rather than how they look in the mirror. My recommendations for setting strength-based goals is to look at setting a bench, squat, or deadlift PB that you can work towards achieving. Another recommendation is to set a bodyweight exercise goal. This could be to successfully complete a single pull-up or a muscle-up, or if you're a little more advanced, to set a goal number to achieve. This could be 50 push-ups without stopping or 10 perfect pull-ups. As with the time-based goal, this can also transition well into your training, as these strength improvements will also improve the volume numbers in your gym workouts. So number four of my best training strategies is to set some goals for your training other than to hit your scale weight. Moving on to number five and the final training strategy, and that's to concentrate on your compound movements. We already mentioned in a previous episode about the importance of focusing on bang for your buck exercises when it comes to selection. And if you want to make continual progress in the gym, you'll prioritize compound movements. I'm gonna give you two recommendations for each main muscle group, which are my personal favorites. So if you're listening to this and you're already doing them, you're on the right track. For chest, I recommend flat dumbbell bench press and incline dumbbell bench press. For shoulders, I recommend seated dumbbell shoulder press and standing barbell press, also known as military press. For triceps, I recommend tricep dips and close grip bench press. For back, I recommend pull-ups and dumbbell rows. For glutes, I recommend hip thrusts and reverse lunges. For hamstrings, I recommend deadlifts and kettlebell swings. For biceps, I recommend chin-ups and bicep curls. These are pretty much the only exercises you need to build a solid body. And that's the beauty of training. You don't need to overcomplicate it. You just need to focus on being consistent and progressing with your lifts. So number five of my best training strategies is to concentrate on your compound lifts. That's it for this episode and for this training series. So as a quick summary of what we have spoken about, we went through my training pyramid and looked at the order of importance for each section. We have enjoyment and adherence, followed by volume, intensity, and frequency. We then have progression and finally exercise selection. We spoke about the five biggest mistakes that people make with their training. Make sure that you read over that list often and don't make the mistakes in your own training. And finally, we finished off with my five best training strategies. Most of these are around having a plan, making sure you stick to it, and measuring your progress often. I really hope you enjoyed this training series. Look forward to the next installment, and I'll speak to you again soon.